It is Wednesday, May 27th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. These late NASCAR nights are really starting to get to me. I'm getting home late, and then I wake up late, and then I don't get the show done. So uh, apologize today for the late show again. Uh, hopefully, once we kind of get back to normal with the NASCAR schedule, this won't happen as much. But a busy week of racing continued last night with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series again in action at East Bay Raceway Park in Florida for the series reopening tour. Jonathan Davenport won on Monday night and moved into second in the point standings. Tim McCready entered the night as the championship leader. In qualifying, Brandon Overton went quick time in Group A with Jimmy Owens going quick time in Group B. He was also overall quick time. Heat races were won by Overton, Davenport, Owens, and McCready. Brian Shirley won the first B main with Earl Pearson Jr. and Ross Robinson transferring. Kyle Bronson won the second B main with Stormy Scott and GR Smith transferring. For the night's main event, Brandon Overton, he actually broke a flywheel the night before. We talked about that yesterday on the show about him having to bow out. It was a broken fl uh, flywheel that caused that to happen. Um, he started on the pole with Jimmy Owens also on the front row. On the start, o Overton grabbed the lead with Owens settling into second. A caution on lap 12 for a cut tire on Tyler Bruning's machine bunched the field back up. And then on the restart, Davenport was able to roll the outside to take the lead after restarting third. A few laps later, after another caution, Overton and Davenport switched lanes uh, kind of a little bit of a surprising move from Davenport with the strong with the strong as he was on the top but he jumped to the bottom Overton was unable to use the top to get back by Superman uh, for the lead over the last half of the race Overton drove away from the field and won by two and a half seconds over Jonathan Davenport Jimmy Owens Shane Clanton and a hard charging Kyle Bronson points leader Tim McCready settled for six nice run there for Bronson he transferred in from a B main and raced all the way up into the top five. So another nice night for Bronson. And he's, he's been really fast in a lot of these shows, uh, um, has done a nice job here at the early part of the season. This was Overton's first Lucas win of the season, but he's been very good in late, com late model competition in 2020. He's got multiple wins already. Uh, he's been really good in a lot of these Lucas shows lately too. He just needed a little bit of luck to go his way, uh, which he was finally able to do last night. Um, and his aggressive driving style is really fun to watch. I, I know he probably rub rubbed some people wrong uh, a, a little bit here and there with some of his moves and some of the slide jobs and things like that but it's really entertaining to watch and, and uh, he, he is certainly a, a an aggressive driver and, and you know it's hard to it's hard to fault him for that and, and you know what he's able to get done but with one night remaining at East Bay McCready now leads by 50 points over Jonathan Davenport so just a little bit smaller lead there with Davenport finishing a few spots ahead of him Jimmy Owens is third Devin Moran fourth and Kyle Bronson is up to fifth you can watch the racing live again tonight on Lucas Oil Race TV or for free over at the Lucas Dirt Facebook page. So check that out tonight if you're looking for some late model racing to tune into. With restrictions easing around the country, Ohio was finally able to get their sprint car season rolling again last night with Atomic Speedway returning to action. 31-410 sprint cars signed in for the 6,000 to win show. No fans were in the stands, but SpeedShift had all of the live streaming coverage all night long. In qualifying, it was Cole Duncan who went quick time over Max Stambaugh and Tyler Courtney. Chad Kemenaugh, Stambaugh, Kel Conley, and Britton Marvel won the four heat races. Ricky Peterson won the B main with Brandon Conkle, Nate Reeser, and John Ivey transferring. Kale Conley won the dash and started on the pole with Chad Kemenaw to his outside. At the start, though, uh, Kemenaw quickly jumped to the lead on the outside, and he started putting a gap fairly quickly on Conley. Uh, uh, with Kemenaw out front, Cole Duncan started his march towards the lead from his fifth starting position, and by lap 29, he was up to second. Coming to 10 laps to go, Duncan had erased Kemenaw's two-second lead and took a shot at the lead himself, but Kemenaw was able to hold him off for that top spot. Two, later, uh, two laps later, though, Brian Knuckles made a move under Duncan for second, and while trying to 
regain the spot on the high side. Duncan slid off the backstretch. He recovered really quickly um, and was able to maintain that fourth position, but uh, good for him. A quick caution for a slowing Nate Reeser put uh, Duncan back in the third position because timing and scoring reverted to the previous lap. So for the restart, Duncan was back in that third spot. Kemenov was able to hold the lead in the closing stages, but with uh, but coming to two to go, Duncan was uh, able to throw a slider at him in turn three and make it stick to grab the top spot with only a couple laps left. Um, he would go on to win the race over Kemenov, Max Demba, Britton Marvel, and Brian Knuckles. Does anybody have a better name? I, you know, maybe not anybody, but the, Brian Knuckles has got to be a top name in dirt racing. I, I like that a lot. That's a that's a good one. Um, after the race on social, there were folks talking about the track and the dreaded R word rubber, um, and there were photos of some tires basically worn down to nothing. Even so, I thought the racing was really good. Um, you know, guys were able to make some moves, and, and it seems like you know when you get kind of into those rubber down racetracks, that guys aren't really to make aren't able to really make passes and things like that. But we didn't really see that last night at Atomic. You know, there was a lot of passing, you know, a lot of changing positions, guys running kind of all over the racetrack. So um, I, I know people freak out about that, and, and you'll start seeing the jokes about the Ohio racetracks. But still, even so, I thought the racing was pretty good, and uh, it was a nice win there for Cole Duncan uh, to grab that opener at Atomic. Uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions is set to restart their 2020 season this weekend and in the lead-up have announced their full field of drivers competing for the championship. The list includes two-time and defending champion Aaron Reitzel, Corey Eliason in the Rudine 26, Brock Zierfoss in his 3Z, veteran Paul McMahon, two-time champion Greg Wilson in his W20, returning regular Skylar G, he won a race last season, Justin Peck in the Premier Motorsports 70, sprint car veteran, uh, but also all-star rookie Sam Haferteep. Um, he's been running ASCS competition a lot in, in recent years um, and is returning to 410 competition this year, so it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do. Young Zeb Wise in the McGee 11, and then two surprises, Pennsylvania's Danny Dietrich and then co-owner and teammate to Aaron Reitzel, Josh Boffman, have joined the list as well. Uh, I talked to Blake Anderson yesterday, and he said that they were uh, kind of right up to the last minute uh, decided that they were going to compete full-time. So it'll be interesting to see what those two drivers can do. With all the questions uh, kind of surrounding Pennsylvania sprint car competition this year, not really surprising to see Dietrich uh, throw his hat in the ring here to kind of get some races in. Uh, and I would imagine a, a few of these guys will kind of be in that in that mode of, you know, we'll run for a couple of weeks and then see where we're at in points and then see where we're going to continue. You see that with a lot of the touring series, you know, sprint cars, late models, you name it, you know, where, where some guys will, will declare early in the year for full-time uh, full competition and then later on we'll decide, hey, maybe uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall back off because I'm just not up there in the points. So we'll We'll see uh, who kind of lasts through the remainder of the season, but even so, very strong field of sprint cars. Should be another fun year for the All-Stars. They uh, take to Park Jefferson Speedway in South Dakota for two nights with the IRA Sprint Cars this weekend before heading into Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Louisiana in the coming weeks. Uh, we talked about this last week, but some interesting racetracks and some interesting places that the All-Stars are going to go. Not typical um, for them to travel into some of these places, but with some of the restrictions, they're just trying to put a season together, which obviously nobody blames them for at this point. Um, so a lot of interesting races, a lot of first-time racetracks coming up for them in the coming weeks. So it'll be fun to watch that. You can watch all of the All-Stars uh, action all season long over at Flow Racing if you are a subscriber there. A quick note about the Gateway Dirt Nationals coming in December. This year, the first two nights will now see split field preliminary shows for the super late models in attendance like they've done for the midgets and the modifieds in the past. Um, and then culminating, that will culminate on Saturday for the big show. 
there in the dome in St. Louis. Registration for late model competitors starts tomorrow, May 28th. So that will be coming here, uh, I think that's the third week of December, December 17th through the 19th, I believe. Um, this will be the fifth season for the Gateway Dirt Nationals. Uh, before we go today, I wanted to mention a couple of podcast episodes. Wing Nation has Kyle Larson and Danny Dietrich this week. Rip the Fence has a show with Amber Balkin. Uh, let me scroll down here. Dirt Nerds has Chris Muller from that new Checkered app and then also talking about getting back to the racetrack. So um, several new episodes there. I also went ahead and added the Dirt from Knoxville uh, podcast to the podcast page as well. So if you want to keep up with that, you can do that at dirttracker.com slash podcast. As new episodes drop, that page updates automatically. So you will always see the newest shows, our newest episodes from all of the shows on that page. Again, dirttracker.com slash podcast. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's Lucas Oil late model action from East Bay. Plus, we'll start getting you ready for all the racing coming this weekend, including both of the World of Outlaws series being in action, and there's a ton of more stuff coming. So we'll start talking about all of that tomorrow and get you ready for the weekend. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on this Wednesday. Hope you have a good day. Uh, you can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe, leave, uh, leave a review, um, and don't forget you can also watch the show daily on YouTube and Facebook. Um, you can also email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. And don't forget to sign up for that Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter on the site. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We will see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 